Hi, Happy Enders. We did it. We got through another week. I'm proud of you. Uh, <laughs> do a lot of uhs in this one. I'm tired. I let, oh, caught myself uh, this week. No, didn't get it. We do Sam Lopez. Sam Lopez works at the Comedy Store. Um, she is roommates with Asana Maud and Derek Poston, who actually go out with Brendan Schaub. And so they actually, you've got to go on their Instagram, Sam Lopez, Derek Poston, Asanamad, they do all of these videos on Instagram and they are hilarious. Once again, thank you to Care by Design for you guys giving me the lotion and keeping me in the lotion. I appreciate you very, very much and um, enjoy. Get undressed, get under the sheets. Ooh, you're in for a treat. No, I promise this is not a dream. It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen. All right, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, I make people introduce themselves because I'm bad at it. Okay, right now? Just, uh-huh. <laughs> hi, I'm Sam Lopez. <laughs> Um, I'm really nervous about snotting or drooling on this camera in front it of my would face. Make Joy so happy. It would. If I drooled onto the. Ca- <laughs> it's not my camera. No, it's horrifying. <laughs> it's just the comedy stars. Also, oh. groans or farts are welcome. Apparently. Though. What? Yeah. Want yeah. <laughs> to fart? Well, Todd lied. Todd said he was gonna fart and he didn't, and he said he was gassy, but he wasn't. So <laughs> he was just nervous. It was a silent fart. <laughs> oh my gosh! I haven't had a fart yet, but I will say, just full out, you know, disclosure. If you fart, it will become one of my sound bites. Like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> like it's going in the theme song. Yeah, whoever does, whoever goes first, will be the golden winner. Has anyone fallen asleep? Like they stop talking and interviewing and just. Not fall asleep, um, I think, because we just keep talking. But, like, I've had people start, like, nodding off. And then Joy throws an elbow. Yeah, I'm like, uh-uh. Ah, that's so funny. I knew you. Like, like, we were just talking about Jimmy Schubert. He, um, he only wanted the massage. Oh, really? You could tell I was annoying him. He's yeah. like, bitch, you need to shut up. That's just so rob me. Because at one point I asked him about hecklers. Because, I mean, <laughs> Jimmy Schubert, yeah. you know? So I was like, you have to have some fantastic heckler stories. And he's like, some people heckle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, that's all I'm going to get from you, right? <laughs> But then I drove him home, and then he started revealing, like, when he had sex with Mitzi and what? all that. Yeah. You're like, I don't have my video cameras on oh, the table. Why you, why, where was this an hour ago, sir? That's so funny. That's I so love funny. how that, that's, like, a selling point for all the old guy comics. Like, one of the first conversations I have with most of the, we'll call them OGs instead of something mean. But, uh... <laughs> It's like, hey, did you ever hear the time that I fucked Mitzi? And I was like, the time. All the right. time. <laughs> it was just a one time? Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> Mitzi was a badass. Did you know that I have some of her sex tapes? What? Nope. I didn't. I didn't. Are they on VHS? <laughs> they're on A-Track. <laughs> I think they were on Beta, and then they were like, we'll get them transferred over. Oh, <laughs> good for Mitzi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love how Joy tries to turn that into like an empowering positive. It is. Good for <laughs> no, her. 
there there are men that are bragging about having her sex tapes, but she's like, she had a fulfilling sex life. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. But she she, she used to hire I don't know who, or more than who's that would she would have them come up and like crawl into her bedroom window and oh, rape I her. Know. I know. What? Well, not like she knew. It oh was my a, god! It was a rape fantasy. How much do you pay for that? I don't know. Stage time? Yeah, no, stage did. time. Do you have someone sign stuff beforehand so they? Oh God, no! It was the seventies. People just did that. Yeah, that's true. Got right. TV shows. <laughs> they just got TV. <laughs> Push that down to uh, later. If only I could rape someone. <laughs> I, I would rape somebody for stage time. <laughs> I mean, if they were consenting. <laughs> sure. I guess if they're offering stage time, that's consent. Yeah, if they're like... Yeah. It's a barter. If they're like, no, no, and I'm like, 15 minutes, and they're like, no, no, not 20. I, I go. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how how happy John would be. Like, I don't know how well my marriage would turn out. John, turn off the podcast. <laughs> oh. All right, so, Sam, I first saw you on Kill Tony. You did? I did. Had you, how long, have you been doing stand-up the whole time I've known you? Um, yeah, I think so. Oh, that's cool. Because when you got up on Kill Tony, <laughs> you were wearing a Cosby sweater. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost wore that today. That's funny. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have mattered. No, I don't have anything on <laughs> Although I was going to be an asshole when you were getting undressed and be like, oh, your underwear are cute. Because I was like, the cameras are off. But then I was like, no, that's fucked up. No, that's really funny to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your underwear are Props. so cute. <laughs> like guessing, like, oh. Hey, oh, I wasn't up. expecting your nipples to be that size. You know, just something That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about you? How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I guess like four years now. Okay, so about the same time, yeah. I must have, I think when I met, when I was on Kill Tony the first time, it was like about a year into stand-up when we, I moved to L.A. So where'd you move from? San Diego. Oh, okay. So did you grow up in San Diego? No, I'm from Maryland. How'd you get to San Diego? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was from the massage or from just the story. Uh, I, I left Maryland to be a nanny. In uh, New Zealand, oh, no, I started in Australia, and then my visa was up, and uh, I didn't have enough money to buy it, fly back to the states, so I went to New Zealand, and that's when I started doing stand up. So you started in New Zealand. Yeah. Is there a huge like comedy crowd there? No. <laughs> Not nothing. <laughs> then what made you like? I'm gonna start something that doesn't exist. <laughs> Was it during festival or something? No, I lived I lived with the people I nannied for, and I just had to get out of the house. They were horrible. They hated each other. <laughs> so they were married. Okay, they were married. No, but I lived with like I'd been. This was my third family I paired for. This was the first one that they were an unhappy couple. Okay. And so that was hard. And I had a smaller room. I feel like I could have dealt with it. Right. They gave me a bigger room. Like you have this fucking closet. <laughs> Uh, so I started doing stand-up because it was just something to get out of the house. <laughs> that is insane. Did you fall in love with it immediately or were you just oh, like... Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, damn, this is awesome. You know that, like, adrenaline rush? Uh-huh, where you float off stage. Yeah, and you yeah. think it's great. And then, like, you know, months later, someone's like, hey, you should learn to write a joke. <laughs> <You're> like, 
like, no, that's just like two or three people. You want all of them. <laughs> Do you remember the first joke you were proud of? Mm, I was proud of it's probably when I still do. <laughs> no kidding, right? If I'm proud of something, it's hard to let go. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't been doing it that long, you know? I know. Uh, I know. I guess the first. You don't have to burn it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say what it is. I, I hate when you're saying jokes off stage. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like, I hate it when I say it. Mm. And I say this thing, and uh, uh -huh. like normally I would do a phase here and yeah. a little song and dance. <laughs> I, yeah, I hate it when my patients are like, "How'd your set go?" Because uh -huh. I don't do my set. I go and then like I do this, and then like, and it just it doesn't it doesn't compute. It doesn't transfer. People think that you can just consolidate it. It's like yeah, some people think it's like singing a song, especially like, like when they're face down. Because I make a lot of facial expressions <laughs> and I move. I can't hold a microphone because both of my hands are on you. So I'm just like, ha, 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 in your back. It's That's so funny your patients ask oh about God. your sets. I love my patients. I have <laughs> so many people that are like, next time you have a show, we'll come. And I'm like, well, fuck, maybe I should do bringer shows. <laughs> I know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you get a lot of time that way. I hate, I, um, I'm not talking shit about bringer shows, but they're, I don't feel like they're for me. Because yeah. I get too much anxiety, like, oh my god, and I don't like asking people, like, hey, come watch me, and please go and laugh, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, okay, so when you, you say your patients ask you about your sets, do a lot of your patients talk during their... Almost all of them. Really? Oh, I weeded out the ones that like to not talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked for this chiropractor for almost 13 years. The people that I massage are family. Like, it's, I have a very groundhog life. I don't know what that means. Well, it's just, <laughs> it re repeats itself. Okay. Like, I have so many standing appointments that I'm like, okay, Tuesdays I have Steve, I have da-da-da, mm -hmm. Fridays I have my 90-minute, I have, so I have so many people that come once a week that my weeks are very much the same. So it's like, oh, what'd you do this week? And they're like, oh, how was your set? Did you bomb? <laughs> I had one patient, oh my god, I love him, I love him, he's family, but I, <laughs> mm, I got on Kill Tony. Oh no, and he watched? No, I, he wanted to, so I just turned it on while I was massaging him, because this is what we do, and one of my jokes, one of my favorite jokes that I've written, he was like, oh, I wrote that joke for you, Oh. and I was like, fuck you, no you didn't, and I normally don't talk back. Yeah. <laughs> But that, I was like, no, you didn't. I can tell you exactly how that joke came about. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, ah, fucking positive. Oh. <laughs> and then I saw his wife next, and I was like, dude, if he tells you he wrote that joke, you need to stab him. <laughs> <laughs> you massage their whole family. Uh-huh. That's the best part of the story. <laughs> I have so many husbands and wives. And it's so funny because they talk shit about each other. Of course they do. <laughs> I love it. I'm also very fearful that, like, some of my patients will meet John one of these days. Oh, my days. gosh. Because, like, I tell them everything, too. It's, like, a very give and take. Oh. So I'm like, oh, fuck, you can never meet my husband. <laughs> oh, gosh. If you do, pretend you don't know me. Just please. <laughs> you won't have to tip me for a week if you just don't talk. Please. <laughs> Yeah, I did a show, I don't know, like a month ago, I featured for Aiden Park, 
Oh, that's fun. But it was in my hometown. Where's so your hometown? Santa Clarita. Okay, that's Valencia. No. So all my patients came, and the first three people, it just wasn't their night. They just weren't hitting. They're funny people. They just, it wasn't their night. So when I got on stage, I'm like, hey, good news. None of you have to tip me this week. <laughs> I was like, sorry for making you come and have to watch that. <laughs> and then at the end, I was like, by the way, just fucking kidding. I'm poor. <laughs> like, please Don't forget that I'm a comedian. <laughs> and then I was afraid, like, they, like, some people that weren't from, like, my patients would be like, oh, she said we don't have to tip the waitress. So oh. I was like, hey, um, tip her well. <laughs> She looks like she can kick my ass. <laughs> so, okay. So, do you like kids? Like, do you want kids? Like, oh, where did that come up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to go back to you. Is that something on my back? <laughs> well, you were not. You're an au pair. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're with fucking kids. Uh, I do like kids. Do you want them? Um, yeah. I have this fear of having them physically in my body. It's weird. It's horrifying. It's very weird. Oh, Especially when they get the hiccups. Yeah. Wait, that life. Fetuses get the hiccups? Yes. yes. What? And you, you can. You both said yes. Like, it definitely happens all the time. Oh, all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's when their lungs are developing. Oh, so cute. they get these little. No, it's not. It's fucking oh. weird. I. I kind of feel the opposite about it. I think that was the best part <laughs> of because everybody else really, really loves like baby babies. Mm-hmm. I'm they're fine. They're it's it's like having a thing that moves around. It's like a fish that you just take care of. Like oh, I gotta feed it now, but it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. So for me, like the pregnancy part was the best part, and then when she got old enough to like move around and do things, that was great. But the, um, like, immediately after birth was like, oh, Ugh. I hope this thing gets cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope this gets fun. <laughs> oh, no. I thought that you would, you have it, and you immediately fall in love because it's like. Oh, you do. Oh, you love it. But it's all, I don't know, mine was, I was like, fuck, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Yeah. Because, oh. I mean, they, they literally just send you home. With this baby, and you're like, are you are you sure? <laughs> I don't think I'm responsible enough to have this. Like, I got pregnant, so obviously I'm not responsible. <laughs> but thankfully, like, I got lucky because John had Tyler. So when oh. I John and John's ex-wife is like an insane, crazy person, alive or dead, we have no idea. Whoa! But um, so John knew. Like, he knew how to burp. He knew how to, like, change diapers. So I felt like this, like, so I felt like such a bad mom because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm like, John, it's shit. It's shit up its back. What do I do? Oh, that's, that's the worst. worst. <laughs> no, I, I, you love it immediately, but nobody talks enough about how immediate postpartum happens. Oh. And it happens to varying degrees for everybody. Like, some people are like, it's functioning, it's only a little bit of, like, sadness or whatever. Uh-huh. But your postpartum depression is one of those things where, like, you love this thing so much that you hate yourself because you think you're not good enough for it. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. And so, so it's like comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't stop going, but God, God damn, damn, if I 
bomb one more time, I'm gonna kill myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, great. So yeah, how just one more thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to worry about. Yeah. So how old were the kids that you were nannying? Uh, gosh, I've nannied for three different families. Uh, and that was like ones that I lived with. Before that, I'd like done summer nannying for people. Uh, and I babysat like since I was like, 10. So crazy. Something illegal. Weird. <laughs> like, you're just like a magnet. People are like, she's responsible. Like, I, you do look responsible. Like, I would leave you my kids with baby. you. <laughs> like, I would have left my kids with you. Like, yeah, she's fine. I made so much money. <laughs> I have three younger brothers. That's a big selling point. Right. Yeah. And they're all different ages. Um, we're all three years apart. That's, nice. I think that's the best amount of separation. So you're the oldest? You're the oldest? Yeah. Aw. I'm the older sister, but I only have one brother. Oh, that's not that bad. No, and we're six years apart. Oh, that's so still I, close enough to be close. I raised him. Like, oh. I feel like he's my first kid. <laughs> he's having his first baby. Oh. And I was like, I'm having a baby. And John's like, you have to stop saying that because somebody's going to be like, you're pregnant and then you're going to cry and I have to listen to oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, did you just call me fat? And he's like, no, but that will, that's what you will say. I'm like, please don't tell people you're having a baby. Well, but I am. I'm having a half Korean baby and I'm so excited. It's going to be so beautiful. Oh, my God. He's going to be perfect. He's going to feed him noodles. And it's noodles. not racist, it's just babies when they eat noodles is fucking cute. And I'm excited. I just went to the baby shower and the mom cooked all of the baby shower food. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, the mom of the baby or the mom of the, the mother of the baby? The mom of the mother of the baby. Okay. So she's like old Korean. Oh. Oh my god. Oh. I walked in and I was like, best baby shower ever. Oh, that sounds amazing. My mom's like, stop eating the popsicles. I'm like, no. <laughs> Look at this again. I'm like, they should have another one. <laughs> but I felt bad too, because you know, I'm partially deaf in one ear, so I'm really bad at hearing. And the mom is very Korean, and she was trying to talk to me, and I was like, oh, fuck me. I love how Joy talks about hearing like it's a skill. <sighs> it is. It is. Like, terrible at I try. It is. Like, I see people who can listen to a person and not have them repeat something once, and I'm like, oh, you're special. Like, yes, but it's not because you don't want to. <laughs> no, but I try really hard, but, like, I've agreed to things. Just because I'm like, I can't ask them one more time what they said. I've done that before as well. I do that all the time. <laughs> I just don't want to look like such a... I feel like such a jerk. I know. I'm like, huh? Huh? Like, Sometimes what? people talk too softly, too. Or they just don't enunciate. It's like, yeah. use your tongue. Like, is that how you That's eat a when you go, instead of asking, uh, what did you say? Go, what exactly would be involved? Uh. <laughs> But do you really want to ask that at the comedy store? Oh. Yeah. Because that involves effort, and then most of us are lazy, and they will, they'll go, never mind. Okay, so back to you. Oh. So you have your three, babe, your three brothers. Oh, yeah. Do I want to have kids? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm not really worried about having them. No, you're super young, right? You're like uh, five. Yeah, I'm like five. Mm -hmm. We'll go with that. <laughs> I'm always five. <laughs> You're just perpetually five. 
Okay, now I do want to ask, because the videos that you and Derek and Asan and yeah. everybody, do you guys write those together, or does somebody just come up with an idea? Well, we all live together, so it kind of makes it easier. Okay. Uh, Derek comes up with probably 80% of everything, if okay. I'm being honest. He comes up with a lot of it. He's a machine. And then the other 20% is 10% me and 10% Asan. Sometimes one of us will have an idea and the other one will finish it. But more often, like, Derek will have an idea. Or one of us will have an idea and Derek will come up with the joke for it. Like, someone okay. will come up with the framework. The one where you did Jeffrey's hair. Fuck. Oh, that's really fun. It was. And then the penguin one. There's so many penguin ones. There's a, there is a lot of penguin ones. You're right. We have three penguin stuffed animals at the house for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Whose room are they in? They're in the living room. <laughs> For guests. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, besides comedy, is there anything else you want to do? Uh, besides stand-up? Uh-huh. Uh, really, anything performance-wise, that's, like, what I like to do. Are you an improv, or are you just... I haven't gotten into it, really. Like, I've toyed around with, like, you know, they have those sort of, like, I can't remember the name for it right now. It's because you're like getting a getting fucking badass massage. Or like a, uh, those, you know, like those improv open mic kind of things. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. They have them on the bureau. Okay. Uh, um, comedy bureau, in case people don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, they have a, like, people will come and everyone will do improv for an hour. I've done that a few times, but I've never taken a class or anything. Do you do improv? No. Because when I started, like, because we came here to the store, like, just to watch comedy before I even was like, I want to do comedy. And, like, they shit on improv so much. Yeah. That I was like, okay, never mind. Like, I also remember the first time I got booked at Flappers. Uh -huh. I almost didn't do it. Really? Because I was all, no, they talk shit about it here. Yeah. But then another comic was like, Joy, stage time is stage time. And I was like, okay, you're right. Stage time is stage time. And you know what? Like, Flapper says really good tater tots. So I think the Yoohoo room is a good room. I love the Yoohoo room. It's I love the Yoohoo room better than the main room. Yeah, the setup in there is good. I sit on the couch all the time. I like <laughs> a nice room that's like really... Like, the belly room's like that, too. It's, I love the belly room. It has that basement feel, even though it's upstairs. The only thing that's hard for me, which you're not going to understand because you're adorable and you have a tiny figure, is the mirrors. Uh, I don't <laughs> think anyone likes the mirrors anyway. Because the first time I did a belly room spot, the fucking cord came out of the microphone. So I got to watch myself bend over and pick it up, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done eating for the rest of my life. Thank you. Belly room mirror. <laughs> the whore was surrounded by mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. I feel, is it just, is that the only room that's like that? I think so. I guess so. It, but it was weird when they took the mirrors down for a while. Did they take them down for Chappelle or something? They took them down when they renovated. Oh. And they weren't going to bring them back. And then everybody's like, no. Well, just like the main room bathroom. They, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going back to the way it was. Are they going to get rid of the floors where you can see the other person <laughs> the next to you? <laughs> they have these mirror floors. Oh, my God. 
I've seen I've seen so many women's butts. Oh, me too. Uh, I've made eye contact with people, and I'm like, uh, oh my god, I'm sorry. That's so horrifying. And I'm like, how many people have seen me? Uh-huh. I actually brought John in, like, when they first did it. I was yeah. like, you have to fucking see these floors. So, I mean, was, the room wasn't even open yet. And I took him in there, and he's like, holy fuck. And I was like, I know, right? They do so many renovations here. They've changed the bathrooms five times since mm-hmm. I've even been coming. Did you always live in California? Um, kind of. I was born in Madera, Fresno. Okay. Um, grew up in Madera, went to Fresno State, and met a guy online, dropped out of college, and moved to Texas for three years. Um, he had a really good right hook. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, came back, and then, well, I've known John my whole life. Like, he, he signed my baby book. His mom and my mom were best friends. It's a whole weird thing. So I went back to Madera, and I kind of needed to get away from my parents. So I ended up at his house and never left. Wow. And he was going through a divorce, and he was going through some pretty shitty things because his ex-wife is nuts, which is cool because I can do no wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm crazy, but he's like, oh, my God, you're perfect. And I'm like... I know. That's the best. Thank you for being a it's, drug addict psychopath. Like the bar's so low. <laughs> it's so low. Like I can step over it. I'm like, okay, I'm cool. All right. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna help you get through your divorce, and then we had this crazy custody battle for Tyler. And then so for a long time it was so focused on the kids and getting Tyler and getting him away from his mom. And then John went to Portland, Oregon for eight months, right when we got custody of Tyler. And then um, when he came back, that's when I started writing books. And that's when I was like, okay, we're done with all the nonsense. We're done with all the drama. I want to start having dreams again. And he's like, cool. And that's when I published. And that's when I was like, hey, I kind of want to talk on a microphone on stage and make people laugh. So was this before you started coming to the store, or did you start coming to the store because you... Yeah. Okay. So we were at the store, and I mean, I walked in, like, we went through the Laugh Factory once on, like, a Groupon deal, uh-huh. and I just, uh, it felt too bright. It felt too... It was like a country club. Yeah, it was very PC. It was just, eh. And when we first, John's like, I got us tickets to the comedy store, and I walked in, and I was like, I belong here. Yeah. Like, I immediately was like, I, f- I love it here. So then we just kept coming anytime, like, because my parents take the kids for two weeks out of the year. Uh-huh. And for those weeks, we just come here. And then one day we saw, we saw Steve Simone bomb horribly. There was some white, blonde, drunk, young sorority chick in the audience. And she was just heckling. And at one point, he was talking, and she's like, um, and he goes, what? And she's like, I was just going to give you a joke. And he got mad and got off the stage. And we were like, what the hell is going on? And then he came back, Steve Simone style, and he was like, I don't know what's going on with you, but you obviously need a hug. And he hugs this drunk chick. And then he gets back on stage, and he was like, I know all of you are thinking right now, I can do stand-up. And I went, yep. And John went, nope. And that's when I was all, oh, we're different. So that was kind of my thing. That's cool. 
But I've always like, anytime there was a microphone, like I did our high school graduation speech, mm -hmm. you know, at funerals when they're like, does anybody want to say anything? <laughs> like, my dad hated it. I'd start standing up and he's like, sit down. And I'm like, no, there's a microphone. <laughs> yeah, I got my first spots during funerals. And it was very funny, though, because, like, later on in life, like, anytime we go to a funeral, he'd be like, let's just let Joy talk. She's really good at it. Oh, like, boom. So, yeah. Okay, so you're in Maryland, and then you're all over. Yeah. And then where do you go from there? Do you come straight here? Oh, so when I, um, after I discover that I like stand-up. Uh-huh. And I can't live without the adrenaline rush uh -huh. <laughs> of people maybe or maybe not laughing at me. Uh-huh. Uh, I decide to come back to America. And I go to San Diego because I have cousins there. Okay. That's where I met Derek and Hassan and, and a lot of those guys. Brian Simpson was there still. I love him. I love him, too. He's so funny. Uh, and there was, um, I don't know, have you ever been to Madhouse in San Diego? I've never done anything in San Diego. There's a lot of clubs down there. You I can know. get up a lot. I know. That's what I know. There was a club there, and at the time, Derek was the booker. And uh, there was an open mic every night of the week. You could get up every night. That's amazing. Yeah, and it was late after the show, so sometimes people would stay. And I just spent a year there getting up. And then when Derek moved to L.A., I came with him. Were you guys dating? When did you start dating? Ah, uh, like immediately. <laughs> okay. I moved. I, understand that. I like met him the first night I went out to do open mics. And I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship with a comedian. Ew. Uh huh. Well, you know. I know. Drama. Mm -hmm. I just started doing comedy. And then he was so cool. <laughs> he is. I, I turned him down. He asked me out and I turned him down. And then he was really nice and like friendly about it and like still like helpful as a comic like giving me bits oh i love that and, like advice and i was like oh i made a big mistake <laughs> and i ended up asking him out like a week later oh you did oh, i said we could go out and it wouldn't be a date and then like a month after a month we were like living together <laughs> yeah yeah i get that because i'm serious like i drove down and moved in with John. He was like, hey, and I'm like, oh, all right, <laughs> I guess we're doing this. Sometimes you just fall into things and it just works out. And we kept it a secret for a really long time. I mean, first, I know they knew, but we were like, yeah, I sleep, Joy sleeps on the couch. And <laughs> so dumb. Because we didn't want our, like our parents were really worried. And they actually, when we finally came out, our parents were like, listen, we love you both, but if you guys break up, we're still best friends. And we're like, okay. They're like, don't drag us into it. That's fair. So we're like, get it. Got it. We better make it work. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, just be nice about it. Cause... And it's really weird because like, my parents will come and stay at my in-law's house. And they start talking about like the old times. And I'm like, ew. Because <laughs> my mom and John's mom hung out when they were younger, before they were married. So they're like, do you remember that lifeguard? And I'm like, oh, okay, oh, all weird. right. That's crazy. It's, I'm named after my mother-in-law. Whoa. She's Joy, and John's grandma is Joy. I'm the third Joy. Gosh, your children must be very loved. They are so loved. They're insane. 
The boys are crazy. Must be nice also just to have sets of grandparents that, you know, like you don't have to fight over Christmas and stuff. You just do it together. Yeah, it's perfect. Like they come for Thanksgiving. It's fun. And then they get drunk and they start talking about shit. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> and they'll stay up till like two in the morning. They're, oh, those two girls. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like my dad and my father-in-law are like, good night. And they're like, okay, blah, 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 blah. And then finally I'm like, I'm, I'm tapping out, guys. They're funny. Now, do, where do your parents live? Where do your brothers and everybody, where do they all have? Uh, my mom and my dad and two of my brothers all live back in Maryland, um, about like in the suburbs of Baltimore. Okay. And, uh, the brother that's closest to me in age, he is in San Diego. Okay. He's in the Navy. The Navy. The Navy. He just joined and he's super lucky to get stationed there. Yes. Yeah. It's very nice. Also, I get to see him, which is awesome. That is nice. It's been fun because he gets to like see me do comedy and stuff and go out with me places, but then he tries to give me advice, and I'm like, I hate my life. <laughs> Stay, I kill myself. I had to tell John to give me two minutes because oh. every time I'd get off stage, he'd be like, oh my God, that was fantastic, but I don't know why. And I'm like, oh, I love you. I love you. You're the father of my children. I want to grow old with you, so shut up. So you'll grow old. <laughs> so now he's like, and I mean, his advice is good. I get it. Because even though he doesn't do comedy, he's with me all the time watching it. Uh -huh. But I'm like, just let me float for two minutes first. <laughs> like, let me get that adrenaline for a minute. Yeah, it's hard to get off stage and do something else. Yes. It's the worst feeling. Or having to have a conversation. Yes. I can't think about that. I can think about all the things I might have done wrong. Uh-huh. Or what, what I could have done said. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like how I should have dealt with that. Mine is like when I get the audience involved and then when I leave, I'm like, oh, if I would have done this instead of that, it would have been so much more funny. And like, ah. Oh. I feel like, I mean, like, it's probably good to be critical. I think so. I think the best comedians here are the humble ones. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's amazing, like, some of these people that are just, like, on TV and how nice they are to me. And I'm like, you don't have to be nice to me. I'm no one. No. So. You know, all the people who are really good tend to be really nice as well. But uh -huh. I think also, that goes hand in hand. You're offered more opportunities because people like working with you. Yes. And, you know, yeah. you get better. In fact, that's funny that you say that because, I mean, like, I'm not name-dropping or anything, but I was talking to Joe Rogan on Tuesday. No big deal. And he was like, Joy, just stay nice. He's like, just be who you are. And I was like, okay. Yep. And he was like, I'm sick of these comedians. Well, he goes, he goes, you know what annoys me? And then me being who I am, I'm all, me? Please don't say me. And he's like, no, <laughs> not you. And he goes, I hate it when, like, Somebody thinks they're more of a comedian because they've been doing it longer. He's like, let's just say you've done two sets. You've done two sets. You're a comedian. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Okay. It's just cool, like, to talk to them. And I don't know. It makes me like, okay, I can do this, and I can stay humble. I think also they know what it takes. Right. 
I mean, I know it's gonna take me longer. I get it, because I don't get to do as many mics. I don't get to do as many shows, because one, I'm 40 minutes away from any open mic. Yeah. And two, I have kids. That's hard. So, like, I get it, and I have no problem. I'm putting in my dues. Oh, you're using both hands? I only got one. <laughs> the other hand was somewhere else, sir. I know. I thought they'd take it out of your butt. <laughs> I was milking you. I get both hands. Stephen Hollerman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, so what's next? What are you doing next? Are you just doing comedy? Are you doing other things? Uh, what am I doing next? I'm working on a, oh, do you know, doing this, uh, <laughs> so stupid. I shouldn't laugh at my own stupid thing. Uh, my friend and I, we do a, like, little web series where we go to different Jimmy Johns and we rate them. I love that, by the way. It's just Jimmy Johns. The whole pickle outfit was fantastic. Oh, that, we, we snuck that from Derek. He had it <laughs> for, like, a Halloween episode of King of the Sting or something. Oh, that's funny. But it's a pretty fun little uh, side thing we're working on to do just, I mean, we always have to eat. Yep. And I like Jimmy John's. I didn't think I would. I'd never been to one before we started doing it. Oh, really? Yeah, so you just, just kind of went in blind. What if you didn't like it? I know. I thought about that, but it's a sandwich. How bad could it be? That's true. It's just the, the name's too funny to let go, you know? I agree. Jimmy John's. That's funny. The first time I went to a Jimmy John's was when we went to visit John in Portland, Oregon. Uh-huh. And I was like, huh, let's go here, kids. And they're like, all right, Mom. Because, I mean, he was working, so it was just me and his kids in this city. And we just go explore until he got home. Which is terrifying because I have so much anxiety. And I'm not a good traveler. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I got, I took them on a trolley and had no idea where we were going. And... At this point, how old are your kids? Um, Brody was almost two, so that would have been seven and twelve. Okay, gosh. Because they're five years apart, so yeah. yeah. So it was crazy. But it was fun. It was an adventure. I, I, I'm more confident now than I was back then, so. Well, doing stand-up will do that. Yes. Especially, like... I feel like I'm starting to hit a groove. Like, I know I'm going to bomb again, which, which probably is my next time I get on stage. That's cool. But my last couple times on stage, I felt really comfortable, and I've gotten, like, really big laughs. So now I'm like, ha ah. But that's part of it is, like, knowing that you can do that. I think going into it without the expectation of bombing, you know. Uh-huh. Just the confidence from that last good set. Well, good. I had a lady. Her and I didn't see eye to eye. I took a <laughs> I took a class because everybody's like, if you take this class, she'll book you if she likes you. Oh, really? The very first class I got on stage and I was like, oh, she does not like me. Okay, cool. Like, hated me. Didn't yeah. any, it was, it, whatever. I mean, you know what? I got a new 10 minutes out of it and I got a really good tape <laughs> that I can get on festivals. So I'm oh, cool. Oh, that's good. I'm cool. But when I did the graduation, the showcase, <laughs> I got on stage and grabbed that microphone and knew beyond a shadow of a doubt it was going to be one of my best sets. Just knew it. Yeah. Even John and Cassandra were like, you grabbed that microphone with so much spite in your heart. <laughs> you were just like, uh-huh. 
And when I sat down, she goes, oh my God. And I go, yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is so not me, but I was just like, I am funny. But if I would have taken that class six months ago, uh-huh. it would have ruined me. Well, was she like one of those people that's really critical? She just, she wanted me to be clean, which I'm not. That's hard. And also, I have a joke where, it's a stupid joke, but anyways, somehow I go into, you know, like, I'm white, so I can't say a hard R. Uh And she was like, nobody's going to know what a hard R is. And I'm like, I think not. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, well, what is a hard R? And I'm like, huh, this is a trap. (laughs) I can't not explain to you what that is because I am white. Yeah. And so she was like, nobody's going to know what it is. And I'm like, I don't agree. And then I also told her that I want to write a set about being in an abusive relationship. Because I think it'd be very empowering. And it may take me a couple of years to find the right words or the right jokes. I get it. But she's like, nobody's going to, you can't do that. You can't do that. Everybody will feel sad. And you can't, that can't be funny. And I'm like, I don't like this. All these can'ts. I know. But it makes me very like, bet me kind yeah. of you know well that's kind of the way you want to be with stuff like that also it's easier to make sad things funny yeah one of my favorite jokes is a joke i do about miscarriage Ooh, it's my favorite that and i've had really sad. <laughs> i've had women come up to me and they're like that's the first i mean i have women who don't like it you yeah. know but i've also had women that are like that's the first time i've laughed at my miscarriage Oh, that's nice. And, it, you know, it makes you feel good. I feel like I talked way too much and I didn't get anything out of you on this episode. I'm so sorry. No, I feel bad. One feel good at least? I feel amazing. The, oh, one time I got a massage when I was, like, 16. It was the first time I ever got a massage. And I basically interviewed the masseuse. <laughs> I still remember things about her life. I love that. Well, do you want to plug anything? Do I want to plug anything? Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. We have sketches on there. Yes. At the best Sam Lopez. Perfect. Okay. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> okay, don't get up. We'll tell you when the camera's off. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that was my episode with Sam Lopez. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Once again, um, like, click, subscribe, comment. I didn't say that in the beginning. Like, click, subscribe, comment. Send an email to joyshappyendings at gmail.com. And also, thank you, Care by Design. Have a good week. Bye-bye.